The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Sue Ferreira. She is the author of an ebook and creator of the program called Live Your Retirement Dream. Welcome to the show, Sue. Well, thank you very much, Jordan, and thank you very much for inviting me. Um, so let's just start with a little bit of your background uh, and how you got to uh, the person you are helping baby boomers live a uh, better retirement. But let's start with your background a little bit. Well, okay. Uh, here comes a quick bio. Um, I guess from my accent, you can tell that originally I don't come from North America. I was born immediately uh, after World War II in England, making me a leading edge baby boomer. Uh, I grew up in England. I went to medical school in England, having decided at about the age of five that I was going to be a physician. And the times in the 70s in England were, were quite difficult. It was pre-Maggie Thatcher and all that kind of stuff. So in 1976, I immigrated with my husband to Canada, and we set up life in Western Canada and had three children, and life was just lovely. But then... Many of us end up getting a curveball that hits us sometime in our life, and that, that just changes our emphasis. It kind of transforms our life, and we go off in different uh, directions. Mine was a divorce very late in my life at 59, and suddenly I was faced with uh, creating a new life on my own. That, for many people, is, you know, a lot of us go through divorces, and it's not a huge thing, but personally it's, it's actually a huge event. And, uh, you know, you deal with the emotional fallout from that. But then eventually I uh, had to sort of create a new life and realized I knew absolutely nothing about managing my own finances. Uh, I think it was a huge shock to me. You know, my husband used to manage finances and he'd talk to me about it and I'd go, yeah, 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 I've got to get the kids from school or I've got to do this. And I realized how little I knew about financial management. This led me off on a huge quest. I started reading everything I could about money, financial management. Everything else soon became realized that financial success was linked in with mindset success. I got myself going. I pulled my life together, was doing quite well. And then in 2008, the big crash of the financial crash happened. This was really the seminal moment when I think my life really started to change. I was watching the, the, the Congress in the U.S. turn down the TARP bill, the Troubled Asset Relief Bill, and I just, I just had this overwhelming feeling of sickness in my body when I realized just how many people were going to be wiped out uh, and severely hit and set back by this, uh, by this Great Recession. And I just decided I would do something to help people have a program, have a system, have an algorithm that they could get going again. And that's how I started developing Live Your Retirement Dream, specifically for the baby boomer group, because that was me. And 
I knew that this group doesn't have as much time to recover, so I focused very much on bringing something together to make it possible for them to plan their lives and not give up on what had been their retirement dreams. So let's kind of look at the, where the baby boomers are today. This doesn't have to be only the U.S. because this is really a worldwide phenomenon. Um, they're now entering their retirement years. They're, they've been hitting 65 for a year or so here. Mm-hmm. Kind of give us a brief rundown on the current situation for baby boomers and how they've been preparing for retirement. Are they doing well? Are they not doing well? Kind of give us a sense of, of where the, the, the landscape is today. Well, certainly I can, Jordan. And, and I, I think you've probably got to be living in the middle of Sahara or under a stone for a few years if you're not aware that there are challenges out there. And I'm very much uh, interested in the global approach. I have a Canadian and a UK citizenship, yet I'm very, very knowledgeable about the states. I've actually visited every single state. I have a daughter that lives in New York, married to an American. So I'm very aware that this is not only uh, a United States, a Canadian, British, uh, Australian, New, New Zealand, and also other countries in Europe who are not English-speaking, it is a very big issue. But if we look at just the English-speaking countries of the Western world, there's an estimated 110 million baby boomers. It's usually somewhere around 20% of a population. And we already know that over 50% of that cohort admit that they don't think they've got enough money to last through their retirement. We know we have challenges coming up for Social Security since the recession and probably before, if we're honest. We have health care challenges in paying for that. Um, and, and we know that if we, my, my real mantra is if we as individual baby boomers don't solve our own individual challenges to finance our retirements, then our kids are going to pay for it. And that is a huge motivator for me. I don't want to leave any debt on my children because then you just perpetuate the cycle. So why is it that this has happened and half of them are not ready for retirement? I mean, in a certain way, you could say they've had the best of all worlds. We've had a, a booming economy for several decades worldwide. Uh, they've had 401ks that their parents didn't have. The stock market's been doing very well for the long term. I mean, why is it that so many people are behind? Well, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think we've been incredibly, you know, here am I sitting at 65. Uh, I've, I've, I've ridden the rate, the, the, the crest of the wave of an extraordinarily wonderful 65 years, but I guess nothing goes on forever. I think the, the appearance of, in a way, a boom is, is, is counterproductive because everybody gets carried along on the wave of good times. We spend too much. Credit cards certainly weren't around in my parents' uh, generation. Credit card, credit card debt, the rate of interest that you pay on credit cards. Um, and the demographic itself. I mean, the demographic of the baby boomers really created the economic boom because there's so many people going through. You know, you know when your maximum productive years are, when you're spending the most, and then eventually you come through into these retirement years where you suddenly think, oh, I don't think I put enough aside. And I, you know, we lived well, and now we're going to pay for it. But so is the rest of our society as well. And I think those are the, those are the major, major reasons. Um, I mean, we lived high on the hog, and uh, I, I don't want to see what I do see coming out now, the younger generation saying, those baby boomers, they're going to dump all that debt on us. I really think we have to take control of our own future and make it okay for the next generation. So let's talk about some specific areas. One of them is pensions. 
Um, now, there's a huge amount of pension money out there. They've made all kinds of commitments. W what are some of the challenges relating to pension funds, and are they going to have enough money to, to pay baby boomers for many years in the future? Well, I think anybody who is expecting the defined benefit pension plan, which is the golden egg these days, I think they're very fortunate individuals still, but I would caveat every single person who has a defined benefit pension plan, which usually comes from a big company or from a, a government pension, I would get them to look at it and really make sure that their money is there that they hope they will get in the future. I think the concerns are going through that boom time, especially from 2000 until the crash, everyone assumed you were going to make 10% on, your, on whatever um, investments you made, whether it was personal or it was through the pension fund. I think everybody thought it was going to be fine, but suddenly when you crash and you don't have those interest rates coming in, suddenly there isn't so much coming into a pension fund. At the same time, you're beginning to get this wave of baby boomers going through that are starting to want their pensions coming to them. And I, I'll be honest, I think probably a lot of the pension funds overestimated how much they were going to take in and underestimated how long people were going to live and they were going to have to pay out. If you look back to my parents' generation, or at least immediately post-war when I was born, life expectancy for a male was 65. Well, heck, any pension plan can pay for three or four years. Now they're looking at paying for 25, 30 years, and it's a totally different ballgame. So that's defined benefit plans. How about defined contribution plans, 401ks and things like that, which are much bigger now? They are much bigger, and the reason they're much bigger is so many folks who were in defined benefit pension plans thought, ooh, they could see what was coming up, and they rolled over into defined contribution pension plans. And I will argue they're not pension plans. Uh, certainly, you know, that was the mantra was that I would put my money into an RRSP, a retirement registered savings plan, which is the Canadian equivalent of a 401k. They are not really pension plans. They're saving plans. They have an advantage in that they're portable from one job to another, but the disadvantage is the responsibility is thrown on the person whose plan it is, and it assumes that they're going to be financially savvy, that they know what they're going to, to do in terms of investment, and that they will always have the money and that they will always contribute every year to the maximum, and that doesn't happen. And that's where 401ks and RRSPs in Canada have really... I'm not going to give uh, the citizens the income that they had hoped. And, and, of course, now if you're investing in it and you're not getting any particular 10% uh, rate of inflation, a rate of interest, then, you know, it's not going to give you what you thought you would have uh, back maybe 10, 15 years ago. So what are some of the numbers about 401Ks? Since that is the main defined contribution plan people have, how much have people got in them? Is it going to last them to their retirement? Are they short-funded? What, what is the situation with 401ks? Well, it's very, very difficult to find out. It depends very much on the individual. Certainly, there are some stats that the average 50-year-old in the States only has 58,000 in, 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 um, in a 401k. It's very individual, and I think that's what I would like to look at in Live Your Retirement Dream is, is take every single person and look at what they have individually um, some people may have half a million. Some people may have 58,000. It makes a huge difference to your future planning as to where you are on those plans. 
and uh, you know how lo- what is your rate of using money when you think you're going to be when you're retired what do you think you're going to need per month that hugely feeds back into whether your 401k will be there for you for the long term another area that people should be worrying about that they're probably not is inflation at the moment officially inflation is 2% or so pretty low is that something that the uh, retirees and baby boomers should be worrying about more? And if so, what should they do about it? Well, I think you've really hit the nail on the head with this very, very good question. As you say, the official inflation rate is uh, only around 2%. I guess, let me have a think. The, the real concerns I feel for inflation are the old rule of 72. I'm sure most people know the old rule of 72. When we were looking at getting 10% on our 401ks or RST, RSPs, we used that rule of 72, which is basically, um, you know, a way you can work out whether your investments will double or whatever. So if, if you've got a 5% interest rate, for example, um, you can work out that a 5% interest rate, 72 over 5, your, your, like with compound interest, you will double your money in 14.4 years. But by the same way, if you've got a 5% inflation rate, you're also going to halve your money in 14.4 years. And 5% interest rate is not really very high. So I think if you're looking at any long-term um, savings, and, and you know we may be looking at 20 to 30 years now, you really need to put in your calculations what different inflation rates will do to your savings, a 5% rate, a 10% rate. None of us have a crystal ball. None of us know what the inflation rate will be. But I would suspect it it has the possibility with fiat currency um, and with massive money printing by many governments, not only by the U.S. government and the Federal Reserve, it has the potential certainly historically, if you look at what happens to fiat currencies, to be a lot higher. And I think if you need to be at least aware of that risk or challenge of uh, higher inflation rates in the future, which will really cut into any the, the purchasing power of any money that we have now. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Sue Ferreira. Uh, she has a program out to help people with their retirement called Living Your Retirement Dream. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Are you and your family in debt? Today, over 40% of American households are spending more than they make. And that means our society is getting deeper and deeper in debt. 
Escape the Debt Trap with host and attorney Kenneth Neely is here to help you avoid the problems involved with debt, including rebuilding credit, filing bankruptcy, short-selling your home, resolving IRS tax problems, and much more. Escape the Debt Trap airs live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Sue Ferreira. Uh, she has put out a program called Live Your Retirement Dream. She's an expert on baby boomers and what they need to face in retirement. Welcome back to the show, Sue. Thank you very much indeed. So let's tell people a little bit about, first of all, where they can find Live Your Retirement Dream, and then what are some of the things that they will find there? Okay. Well, I have an ebook on Kindle, which is called Live Your Retirement Dream. Uh, my website is www.liveyourretirementdream.com. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash yourretirementdream. I think you're probably seeing a theme by now. And my email is info at sueferreira.com. That is S. U-E-F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A, that's all lowercase. And my, uh, my telephone number for my website is 1-866-200-1687. And so tell people a little bit about the program. What is the first step uh, in living a retirement dream from where people are today? Well, when I was going through my own, you know, recreating my life, I began to realize that I was separating my, my progress basically into four big themes. And when I looked around at the way folks were, were looking at making more money for their retirement, I found I couldn't find any program that pulled everything together, all of those four factors together for each person. I mean, you can go off and you can see a financial advisor or you can go to um, – some kind of uh, program that for, for mindset success, or you can go and read about health, but nothing really said, let's pull all of these four factors together. Let's take you, who you are, look at your finances, look at your mindset, look at where your knowledge base is, look at how your health is affecting your life, put them all together and build a holistic program for you to move forward and take yourself to living your retirement dream. I think it is entirely possible. You don't have to give up on your retirement dream because your finances aren't as good as you think they should be. You just come down to me. You, you look at the program. We decide what, where you are now financially, where you are with your mindset, where you are with your knowledge, where you are with the health. Okay, that's where we are now. Where do we want to be? And then we just create the plan that goes between the two. 
So what actually is it? Is it a they get the ebook? Are there DVDs? Is it all personal consulting with you? Is, are they well, filling out a workbook? What, what is those? I'm in the process of recording. I'll be honest. I'm in the process of recording the full course right now. I'm looking already. I am up and running for group coaching, individual coaching, and uh, that's basically sort of where I am right now. And um, you know, I anticipate that uh, that we will just build on that. This is the first. This is the first course. I have two or three other courses already planned out that are in uh, phases to to go on when we need further detail from from this very basic course. I talk around. I mean, I've been lucky. You know, I've been a physician all my life. I've been you know a pretty good income earner. But when I talk even to my colleagues in medicine and I'll sort of say to them, you know, do you have your finances sorted? If I said to you, how much did you spend on entertainment last month? How much did you spend on your gas for your car last month? Most of them, I would almost say all, but it's never all or none, will say they haven't got a clue. And I think unless you really, so we start off categorizing your finances absolutely to the penny, to the month, so you know exactly where you are financially, what your ins and outs are. We build that up into a net worth statement. These are not, these are, these are common, common things for people to do, but most people don't do them. We build it up into an assessment of your credit rating, and we look at all of your ins and outs. Then we look at how long you think those net worth statement will last you given your plan for your retirement dream and then most people will come out with a figure which is the difference between what they can actually afford and what they want to afford and it's then we go after filling in that gap that difference that delta if you want to call it that's what we focus on generating some people will need a huge amount uh, because they want to do a huge amount of expensive things and other people will need very less. It's very individualized and we just take you through the whole process of finances, mindset, what knowledge, what do you need to know and how is your health going to impinge on all of these, uh, on, on all of these things to make you be able to go forward and create the income that you need successfully. So you're saying the first step is what you call where are you now, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And so are there worksheets? I'm just trying to get a physical sense of what people are filling out to, to see where they are uh, now. Well, there will be there, as I say, it's still in creation. So that's full, full transparency. But there will be a complete um, coaching and worksheet and webinars available so that you can go through. You can download the webinars with the worksheets and go through the entire system all on your own if you wish to. Uh, you know, you can, you can work out all of these things. You can answer the questions on mindset. You can decide yourself, what knowledge do I need to know? And how do I think my health is going to affect all of these things? You can do it on your own. But I think one thing I have found is hugely, it's a huge help as you go through this process is, is mentorship, is coaching. I would certainly absolutely not have been where I am with this program if I hadn't been mentored by people who'd already set up programs and set up systems. So I think a certain proportion of folks will then want to come into either group or individual coaching, and that way we can focus much more on them um, and what they need to do and take it to another level with coaching. And then eventually after this basic, where are you now? 
then we'll move on into much more detail into other areas, things that they may not have thought they can do. I think there's probably two major groups of people who will, who will come into this program. One is someone similar to me who I've always had a passion for history, but, you know, medicine takes over your life. So you, 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 you put your passion on, a, on the back burner for many years. But at some point, your history knowledge and your history love and your love of social sciences, for me, it's just come out, and I, and I have to run with it. That's a passion for me. Other people have other passions that they've put on the back burner. I think there's a whole group of people who could now, because they're going to have 20 or 30 years, come out and, and develop that passion that they have, but they need to develop it efficiently. They need to have a system, an algorithm, so they don't waste time and they don't waste money developing it. And my, my program is geared to getting them up and running as quickly and as efficiently and as cheaply as it can. The other group, I think, is those who maybe don't realize that they have marketable skills and marketable knowledge. And it would be dipping into that, their skills and their knowledge that they don't realize the, the number of ways in which they could monetize that and, and make, it, make that added difference in income that they need to live their retirement dream rather than just stagger through the rest of their life. I just want to talk a bit about mindset, which is one of the keys you say. Where are a lot of baby boomers' mindsets now as they start this process? And then where do you want them to be once they're kind of through it and have a better plan for their retirement? hit the big one I think the generation we, we cover a fair span you know going from the baby boomers officially go from about 1946 to 1964 and there was quite a generational change but if you look at the older group like me we grew up and certainly I grew up in England with the you know children must be seen and not heard you don't talk about your feelings uh, you know you basically keep a stiff upper lip on everything and I think as you get to the younger group, um, knowledge, psycho success psychology in the 70s came to its fore. So I think you will see much more aware folks in the younger group of baby boomers. But certainly in my cohort, I think most of us when we were growing up were told that psychology was rubbish and that we didn't need to, that you just went through life. And one of the things I found out through my divorce, you know, a bit late really, was just how important mindset is. And if you are wanting to make more income for your retirement, you have to link your financial plan with the mindset for success, which is now fairly well-defined and categorized. But change is tough, right? People don't want to change. And as you get older, you want to change less and less. So I think it is a challenge to, for, certainly for the older group of baby boomers, to take their current mindset and morph it into a mindset that will enable them to be successful financially and create this added income. I think it's, I think of all of the, of the four areas, um, changing mindset and making people feel happy about moving out of a comfort zone and making them realize they can do uh, what 
you know, I know they can do because, you know, once you go through the process, you know that you can pretty much do anything. But it's changing that mindset that will be the challenge. Uh, so, do you think a lot of baby boomers are kind of living in fear right now that they haven't saved enough and uh, they're very fearful of their future because uh, it's looking bleak and they don't have enough yep. time to grow? Yep. I think you're right. I think there's the, ones, there's, there's the ones that are in fear and have verbalized it, but I think there's another huge group who, again, with this, you know, you didn't talk about things, who are fearful, who know they're in trouble, and who aren't, haven't talked about it because they feel they're going to be a failure, they can't talk about it. That's a terrible place to be. And I, I think you're absolutely right. There is a lot of fear. And if you're going to be successful, the first thing you have to do is rid yourself of that fear. So how do you do that? How do you help people rid themselves of that fear? I think you just have to start. Fear is is eradicated with knowledge. And I think this is the value of the one-to-one or the group coaching and getting people to network is to talk about what your fears are. What are your fears of moving out of your comfort zone? What are your fears about change? And the wonderful thing we do know these days is you can change your brain. We know you can change your brain. I mean, we now can see it on functional MRIs and all that. So we know you can change, but it doesn't happen at the snap of a finger overnight. And I think if you take someone in fear and you talk it through, and that's, you know, that the logical progression of, of just asking why they feel that way and how they would feel if they did this, you can work through it. Um, it takes it takes a time. It doesn't happen overnight, but you can do it quite rapidly with someone who's really who really feels they need to do. Um, they need, really need to go out on this new path. Uh, it could be done. There's absolutely no doubt about and, it. And then once, and so, so that, once you've broke once you've broken through the fear and you're on the other side of it, yeah. What does that look like? Fly. That's when you fly. It gives you confidence to kind of go ahead and, and yeah. implement a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's a, it, it, you know, the trendy word is transformational process, but it really is fundamentally a transformation of your life. And it's very freeing once you get rid of that fear. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Susan Ferreira. Uh, she has a program out called Live Your Retirement Dream. Uh, she works with the baby boomers, and her website is liveyourretirementdream.com. We'll be back after this. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network join patricia raskin the host of positive living on VoiceAmerica.com monday 11 pacific this program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic engaging and passionate life patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting giving forgiving and miraculous living so tune in and call to positive living mondays at 11 pacific time right here on voiceamerica.com today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500 Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Susan Ferreira. Uh, she's an expert on baby boomers and saving for retirement. Uh, her program is called Live Your Retirement Dream. Welcome back to the show, Sue. Thank you very much. Well, good to be here again. You have what you call the 10 powers of successful seniors. Uh, we're not going to have time to get into all of them, but just to give people a sense of 10 different powers and what you call success traits. Uh, what is the first success trait uh, that a, a successful baby boomer needs to uh, exhibit to do well in retirement? Well, I think we're back to this mindset thing. Obviously, success traits uh, involve mindset um, and the way you think, and it, it's all the way you think. And there's absolutely no doubt that success trait number one is the power of positive thinking. If you, if you can promote a positive uh, way of looking at the world, you're going, we all know that's success trait number one for, for being, for, for, for anything in life. It, we all know the person who is, oh, you know, it's awful and they're miserable. When you see someone like that coming around the corner, you usually just turn the other way. You just can't bear to be with them because they drag you down. The other way around, the positive people, the positive thinking, the go-getting, yes, we can do this, it is hugely motivational. It is hugely positive, and it works. It's, it's really what makes a difference. Power of positive thinking is number one for your success trait. So we're going to try to go through this pretty quickly because there's a lot of them here. Yep. Uh, what would be success trait number two? Oh, success number two is the power of learning. Uh, I think it's use it or lose it for your brain, and we all know that the most successful seniors and the people who keep going are the ones who are able to keep learning later in life. And what would be number three? The power of imagination and your dreams and your goals, uh, just being able to visualize and conjure up what you want to do in your future. And you want to write them down as well? Not just think about them, but write them down? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, the whole visualization, the whole planning process, which is what we would go through with uh, Live Your Retirement Dream. And then what would be number four success trait? Well, it's, it's the ability to take those visualized dreams, write them down, and plan, and plan in detail, and plan what you want to solve. What are your goals? Where are you going to go? All that kind of uh, very detailed planning. And then after you've got the plan, what would be uh, success trait number five? Mm, unfortunately, this seems to be the place that where most people uh, fall apart, and that's the power of taking action. It's easy to plan. It's actually much more scary to actually go out and take action on your plan. But the power of taking action is, I would say, second biggest to the positive thinking. 
So why is it that people don't take action if they've come up with a plan, they've set their goals, they're thinking positively, why don't they take action? Because it's scary. I think they actually have to do something. It's and this is this is very much a human talent. You can dream, uh, but actually taking action and doing it is is a very different thing. You know, I mean, if Michelangelo had been scared and he didn't want to take action, we wouldn't have the Sistine Chapel. So there's a very big difference between those who take action and those who don't. And I think taking action is a is huge. But all you need is that first step. Uh, once you've done that first step, then the second step and the third step they're always easier. Okay, so now you're taking action. What would be the sixth success trait? Well, then that's the the power of persistence to keep on taking action. And this one probably comes just below the taking action. It's it's tough. You have to just keep going. Um, But it's quite quite obvious. If you quit, it ain't going to happen. So you just have to persist. So you find that's true? A lot of people start taking action and then they quit? Oh, huge. Absolutely huge, especially if you don't see what you felt you were going to achieve in the time frame that you helped, you thought you were going to achieve it in. I have a rule with live your retirement dream, double, absolutely double the time you think you can achieve your goal in because the chances are it will be double the time at least. And it's that grittiness, the keep going, the persistence that in the end will, will make you successful. But you're saying in many cases baby boomers don't have Double the time if they're starting late. Uh, <laughs> That's why they need to start today. Yes. Okay. All right. So now they're, they're being persistent. What would be the seventh success trait? Well, I think it's the power of getting mentored. Uh, you need to find someone who is already where you want to be. You need to find someone. It may be more than one. You need to find someone who can nurture the skills you have, nurture the passion you have, show you the steps. Uh, mentorship is hugely, hugely powerful. Uh, mentorship and coaching together are very, very powerful. Nobody, very few people can do this alone. So you're saying you need an accountability partner as well to kind of keep you on track? No. Masterminds, accountability partners, uh, setting time limits, finding a mentor who understands you and understands where you want to go. Yeah. And, and I've, I've been taking, this has taken me four years to put this together, and I've found a lot of different mentors that I feel can help a lot of people in a lot of different circumstances. I think finding the right mentor is really important. Okay, so now you're taking action, you're being persistent, you've got a mentor. Uh, What's the next step to reach success? Well, I think it's really taking, again, that persistence and just focusing, focusing, focusing. It's easy to get sidetracked by everything else in our life. You know, we have to do this, we have to do that, we have to do the other. But again, with that persistence, persistence just means keeping going. But focus means bringing yourself back to it all the time. Um, And again, with the time factor with baby boomers, this is really important. You may have to give up a lot of other things that you were doing if you really want to make this work and that's the focus the laser focus on going through and being you know creating a success so is this focusing because there's many different aspects of this retirement there's the financial part there's the mindset part yep. you kind of focus on one part after another you don't do it all at once is that what you're saying well i think you you have to create a plan that takes all of these four factors and moves them along linearly together where you need to be at any one stage um, for example, if you're doing the financial net worth statement, you don't just do it at the beginning. 
you do it every three months. You keep yourself updated. You know where you are. You track your advances and you track your mindset changes as you, as you go through your finances. You go through your mindset changes. You know where your knowledge is changing, where you need to go back next. You put the whole thing together rather than running each one individually. Okay, so you're focusing, you're doing all things we've talked about. What would be the ninth success trait? Uh, the power to, of creativity. The power to separate yourself from the crowd, to make yourself noticeable, to do something that nobody else is doing and solving other people's problems in a way that is unique and, and really helps them. So creativity. Is that something most people have? I mean, not everybody thinks they're creative. You've asked some very good questions, Jordan. I think most people have more creativity than they give themselves credit for. There are some people who, who live with creativity, but there's a lot who don't feel they do have it. But once you spark, and I've done this many times, once you spark something in their brain that interests them, inspires them, then that creativity just gets going, and they go pow, 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 pow. And I think most people have far more abilities, creativity, passions in them than they really will acknowledge until they start on this, this path. And then, okay, so we're doing all these things. We're being creative. We're being persistent. We're taking action. What is the final success trait that will bring it all together? Well, it isn't so much one that brings it all together, but it's one that if you don't have it, I really don't think you're going to be successful, and that is the power of integrity. I think if you don't have a personal integrity and a personal belief system that is honest, um, that respects people, everything that goes into integrity, you, we, we know you're just not going to be as successful you know, you can go out there and be a crook, but you're going to be found out. So don't do it. Keep, keep respect of your clients. Keep, keep their integrity. Keep your own integrity, and you will be far more successful. Indeed. So if you take all ten, have you actually done this with somebody? You've had them take all ten steps? Maybe just give us a story of somebody who has, has gone through all these ten steps and what kind of transformation that has resulted in. Well, I have, because I'm only really starting out, I have a friend I'm taking through right now who's gone from um, a difficult personal situation uh, feeling pretty hopeless. And again, we've ignited her passions. We've found out what her passions are. We're in the middle of building a plan. I know she has an integrity from knowing her already. And I know that, you know, we're on our way. She will be fine. Uh, she will be able to pull herself out of where she is right now and get on the road to success. So you're saying most people um, who might not think of themselves as particularly extraordinary would be able to take these 10 steps and actually be successful Absolutely. in having a comfortable retirement. Absolutely. I, I'm, it's really up to the individual, and, and that's one of the troubles with a lot of coaching is you can't tell someone to do it. You have to awaken the desire, awaken the ability to change within them. But once you awaken that, it really it takes a life of its own. And yes, every single person can do this. It just requires persistence and thinking about things and taking a steady one step at a time. And yeah, I know everybody can do it. Very good. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodwin of The Money Answer Show. 
My guest this hour is Dr. Susan Ferreira. Uh, she is an expert in the baby boomers and retirement. Her program is called Live Your Retirement Dream, and you can find out more about it at liveyourretirementdream.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dr. Susan Ferreira. Uh, she's an expert in the baby boomer and planning for retirement. Her program is called LiveYourRetirementDream.com. Welcome back to the show, Sue. Thank you very much. Okay, certain areas we want to go through briefly. One of them is women uh, being in retirement on their own. What are some of those situations there, and what, what can they do about it? Well, I guess this is something, you know, that I became very aware of. Uh, the, the, the statistics for women alone um, are very sobering. If you look at it, the stats right now, 80% of single women who are over the age of 75 live in poverty. There's many reasons. Uh, we'll go through it quite quickly, but you divorce. You lose a spouse. And one stat I found recently, which was quite surprising to me, is the average age of, wi- of widowhood is only 56. So you have this huge cohort of ladies going through who are single, who have never looked after their own finances, who probably never earned as much as their spouses, and who haven't done any financial planning. I think I feel a huge empathy for the single woman who's going to go through her life um, suddenly widowed or divorced and not really too aware of, of how they can look after their finances. I think this is a huge at-risk group. Another area you'd like to speak about is uh, becoming mortgage-free at retirement. Are a lot of baby boomers now carrying mortgages into retirement, and what can they do about it? Yep, they are. Um, and if you look at the stats, the difference between the number who thought they would be mortgage-free when they were in their 40s and 50s and the number who actually are when they go in towards retirement is huge. Um, it, it's, 
it's just such a huge albatross around your neck to go into retirement with a mortgage. You know, again, if, if you've renegotiated a mortgage right now and you're sitting down at 2.99%, that's, that's fine. But suppose in five years' time, just suppose with fiat currencies, we're looking at 10 to 15% inflation when you renegotiate. That's going to be a killer if you are still having a mortgage later on. I, I, I think one of the areas I look at in Live Your Retirement Dream is, is living arrangements, possibilities. Can you sell your house? Or can you morph your house into having a live-in, um, a separate suite? I think these are going to be the properties of the future. Uh, houses that have an in-law suite, a separate suite where you can have either a renter or one of your children come in and help pay your mortgage. I think that is a huge area that will expand significantly in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Another area you like to speak about is what you call pension modification. Uh, <laughs> What is that, and how can retirees or near retirees deal with it? Well, I think that's uh, we, we we slightly touched on that earlier on. Um, the fact that a lot of people who were on defined pension plans have been rolled over into defined contribution savings plans, but there is a definite. Uh, we've seen it everywhere. Pensions are being, as I say, they use this lovely euphemistic word modified. They're not being modified; they're being reduced. You're either going to pay in more or you're going to be older when you receive it or the amount that you receive is going to be reduced. And there was uh, just in this last week, um, I love this phrase. A lot of people will say, look at Japan now and you see ourselves 20 years in the future. And this is demographic the way it goes. And um, I love this statement last week in, from Japan that welfare benefits will be slashed from the comfortably poor over a three-year period starting this year. That's a, that's a nasty phrase, isn't it? So if, if you're 10, 15 years in the future now and the government or your pension provider decides you're going to be comfortably poor or you are comfortably poor and they slash your pension by 7%, that's going to impact a lot of people. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's happening in Japan right now. Another area is debt. You're saying a lot of people are getting into retirement in more debt than they have in the past. What can people do about that? Well, that's, I mean, they are. They're getting into more debt because they're not where they thought they would be, so they're already using their savings, and that just increases their debt uh, further down the road. All they can do is come into a program, any program, where you can sit down and decide what you're going to do. I think, I don't think everybody has realized the extent to which they're going to have to continue working and how long they're going to have to continue working. If you're going to continue working, you may as well do something that you love. You may as well come into a program like Live Your Retirement Dream, sit down, decide what you want to do, decide how much money you're going to have, decide what you like to do, and build from there. Because they are going to have to go on working for a very long time, many people. You also talk about long-term care costs and uh, these are things typically not covered by Medicare or Medicaid or Social Security. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this going to be a real crisis that there's not going to be enough money to handle when you, you just can't uh, handle the daily necessities of life yourself? Well, long-term care costs are interesting. Uh, they obviously come usually in the last couple of years of your life because that's when you get ill and when you're sort of on the slide. But the long-term care costs are very, very expensive. If you look at current expenses in the United States, States. 
it's approximately $80,000 a year for a private room in a nursing home or $40,000 for a shared assistance um, in an assisted living. Uh, So if if you're going to, on average, need three years of long-term care costs, for that last three years of your life, when you've exhausted a lot of your income and savings anyway, you're going to have to come up with something like a quarter of a million in today's dollars to finance that. I don't know how many people, I haven't found a statistic for how many people have long-term care insurance. But if you don't have long-term care insurance to anyone who's been listening, I suggest that you you take a good look at getting it. And, and unfortunately, because it's pretty inevitable you're going to need it, it's not actually cheap insurance to get, but it may well be one of the best things you ever do. I think long-term care insurance is a huge problem um, further down the road. And going back to the Japanese example, again, the Japanese finance minister last week said the elderly should be allowed to hurry up and die to relieve pressure on the state to pay for their medical care. Now, We're going to have some tough decisions down the road, but I don't want to be in a society where I'm told I have to hurry up and die because I don't have long-term care insurance. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Now, you also talk about uh, different living arrangements that people are making. In some cases, baby boomers who are retiring without enough money are moving back with their kids (laughs) at the same time that their kids, their grandchild, are, are graduating from college and moving back with their kids as well. So you have the boomerangers and the reverse boomerangers at the same time what is going to be happening with living arrangements if people can't afford to live on their own? Well, you know, as you said earlier, we went through this wonderful kind of uh, golden 60 years. And that single family home with the family straight out of, you know, all those sitcoms of the 50s and 60s, I think to a large extent that's not going to be the model going forward. I think we are going to look, as I said already, of getting getting ourselves a house where we have one or two suites in it where we can have either the children coming back and looking after us or we can have our own parents coming in if they're still around and we can look after them. I know other models that have been coming up um, amongst my own friends. We have discussed pooling our resources with good friends and buying our own house where we can um, we can live. It's usually the ladies because we reckon we are going to be the ones um, who will still be around in our 70s and 80s. We'll buy a house together and we'll have a room each and we'll hire a one, one uh, kind of caretaker for all of us, basically do our own uh, little nursing home. I think that's another model. And I guess one that we jokingly came up with one night is we could commit a crime and get um, admitted to a penitentiary and get bed and board and three three meals a day, but I'm not going to recommend that one. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right, about a minute or so we have left. There's so much more to talk about that we can only cover so much here. Why don't you kind of give people a sense of what is possible to live their retirement dreams and avoid a lot of the problems we talked about as far as not having enough money, being in debt, not having pensions that are going to be good for them. I mean, some of what you said is pretty scary. Let's end with a kind of an optimistic view about what people can do uh, to have a decent retirement. Well, I think what they can do is sit down, get themselves organized as to where they are, create the plan, and go through with it. I really, honestly, Gordon, to the bottom of my heart, I know this is possible. It just requires planning. It requires a belief that you can do it. And it requires, I think, mentorship of someone to have someone by your side who can help you for the time when you feel that you can't do this or you don't know where you're going or you're spinning your wheels. You just need someone to flip you on to the next phase. Everyone can do it. It doesn't matter 
whether they're going to walk more dogs in the neighborhood to make money, whether they're going to take other seniors and do the shopping for them, or whether they're going to have some high-flying new career and go around the, ro- go around the world doing whatever they're going to do. It can be done. It just has to be systematic and focused and based on something very good and realistic. Very good. My guest during this hour has been uh, Dr. Susan Ferrero. Uh, she is putting out what's called Live Your Retirement Dream, aimed at baby boomers. Her website is liveyourretirementdream.com. And thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show. show Dr. Thank you Sorrell. very much indeed. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.